you know what time it is. It's time to Guo. I'm your host, Gabe Guo, student at the University of Washington, where we talk about all things UW and Seattle. Today, I'll be talking about Ten Grands Seattle, a concert at Benaroya Hall, where ten grand pianos played by ten unique artists on stage put on an absolute show. Even better, the concert is used as a fundraiser for the Snowman Foundation, which supports music education to those who can't afford lessons or instruments. I'll be talking to one of those artists today, who just happens to be my older brother. That's enough talking. Let's get into today's podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, are you excited? Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Well, we just had Thanksgiving. Excited to go back. Um, thanks for having me on the podcast. Excited to talk about Seattle, Ten Grands, piano, all that jazz. Damn, you just you just introduced it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> just that's all I know about what I'm going to talk about. But maybe you have uh, more questions. On yeah, that. we're actually going to be talking about something completely different. I just like sent you like the entire list of stuff. And we're just going to be doing something fully separate. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, JJ is my brother, um, six years older. But um, UW yeah. alum. Yeah, UW alum. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll start off. Um, just talk a little bit about like your your piano experience, how you how you got into it, kind of like the early days. Yeah, um, I think it was back in elementary school when one of my friends, um, he played violin and my mom, well, our mom took me to his uh, recital and I got inspired to take up an instrument and I think I chose piano and started off with a keyboard, um, some group lessons just in the local area, then we upgraded to an upright piano and then soon later, then we got a grand piano and just, Hell yeah. just kind of, we both played on the grand piano. So it is what it is. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And so, um, like when you first started, like, was it really challenging? Did you find it like naturally like, dang, this is like my thing or like, how, how did it feel like to start early on? Um, yeah, when I first started, I think I naturally really liked it. Um, got the, I think playing with two hands was something that was really unique and interesting because I could have a harmony and a melody. And sometimes when I mess up, I could kind of, there's more keys on the piano to slide in some extra notes to cover it up. So I think that was like really fun. And there was some point in time where I did, I think it was like a couple of years where I started to not like it as much. Um, but then my mom switched me over to a a different piano teacher and I got re-inspired and eventually kind of got into 10 grands and I started to see what there's, I got more introduced to a variety of pieces. And so that's what kind of uh, opened my eyes to different kinds of music. Yeah. So like walk me through, like how you, how did you get into this show? Like, was there some kind of like competition or, just that natural prodigy on YouTube that like everyone found and got like a million views. Like how did you, how did you get into this show? 
definitely not a natural prodigy. Um, I don't know what happened with YouTube uh, that that during that time. But so what happened was I had, um, you know, we I had a one teacher start with her in the local area. And then so this is after so I had group lessons. And then after group lessons, I got a private lesson with my first teacher. And then I moved on to another teacher who's in the Portland area. And she has um, some connections with the folks in the Portland 10 Grands. And the first 10 Grands I played in was in um, Seattle. And so her daughter, is it? Yeah, her daughter um, was planning. She was a big part of the making of the first annual Seattle 10 Grands. So the Portland, Portland 10 Grands have been running for about nine years. And then they were wanted to expand up to Seattle. So they were planning to have a Seattle first 10 Grands and, um, you know, my teacher recommended me to the person who runs Seattle 10 grand or runs Portland 10 grands. I was going to take it up to Seattle for the first time. And it was like, okay, maybe this, uh, at the time I was 10, it was like, okay, maybe this kid can, maybe he can do some stuff. And then I played in a duo called Dizzy Fingers with another pianist. And so my debut into Seattle 10 grands was a duo, um, called, dizzy fingers two separate pianos i played on that and i guess i did well enough where i every year i played something a little bit different um but basically i got invited back um just from the consistency got of the, the contract yeah, got, got the, the contract. con you know you got to secure the, the 10 day contract <laughs> and then you get a week contract and then they start to trust you a little bit more that's how it goes and now you're a legacy now they just like you just show up whenever you want huh um yeah we, we'll we'll see about that maybe i'll try to go to benaroya uh next spring at so the, you were you were in the first show right in benaroya the in very Seattle. first one yeah i think it was 20 uh i don't remember what year it was but if i were to do the math it, it was around 2007 or 2006 something like that and you were like 10 right yeah 10 years old yeah 10 or 11 dang how what was like you know you're 10 on stage performing for i don't know how many people go to this 2000 i think can fill up that auditorium but uh, where, what was that like like were you were you nervous yeah. were you were you cold calm collected were you just like yeah, i already <laughs> know i'm gonna kill it and be yeah. showing up to this like for like eight consecutive years like what happened so i played in recitals before um, I've played in some Washington competitions before. Most of the audience like were in a church. So about, I don't know, 100, 200 people. But this was the first time where I performed on a stage where the entire auditorium is dark and you can only see the first two rows, which is maybe about 20 people in each, each row. And the main thing that I remembered was just walking on stage. And then when I look out to the audience, all I see is just black of darkness. So I think that helped a little bit because I couldn't see how many people there were. And I could only see the first two rows of about 40 people. And I could, you know, see their faces. They were excited to see me. And at the time, like I was a little kid, they were probably just there to support me. And so I was like, okay, I just don't need to think about it too much. I'm just playing for the people that I can see. And I think that's what let me not have as much nerves as thinking in versus the lights were just completely on. I think I would have been definitely shocked a little bit. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I, I remember, I mean, so I was four at the time. But what do you even remember? 
No, I don't remember anything. Honestly, I didn't even know that you played a duo. I <laughs> I only remember when you were playing like in the quartet later when there was like four people playing at the same time. But honestly, yeah, I was pretty much like half asleep. I'm I there are definitely pictures of me like asleep on like mom's like or dad's like shoulders because the concert started at seven p.m. So yeah, that four was year old past my bedtime. Honestly, I was I was I was a little kid at that time. <laughs> Yeah, I think mom just made sure you were awake to like watch me, and then like after that, you're like, okay, if you need to go back to sleep, then you the can go one back thing to sleep. I did remember is like before the concert when you guys would have like rehearsals, and I would like we would just like travel like around Seattle. Um, so you remember the part? You remember the non-rehearsal part? You weren't even yeah. actually at the rehearsal. You no, I wasn't at the rehearsal. I would just like go around the city, and we just like eat food. And travel the city. Nice. Which was super fun. But yeah, I mean, you, I mean, how many days? I mean, obviously, you, um, you know, before the concert, but like, what were rehearsals like? How many did you have? And like, what kind of like went on? Like, what kind of goes on behind the scenes, like, of a massive like show like this? Yeah. So I can talk about, so I played in a duo first, and the person I played in a duo with, um, was local. So I could, like when I mean local, so we're both from the Camas, uh, Washington area, and that's really close to Portland, Oregon, which is where my piano teacher is. And the the pianist that I played in the duo is also from the Portland area, so we could rehearse really frequently. And so by the time we got to Seattle, we just practice uh, once on stage just to get the acoustics of the hall. Um, and then that that's to the extent that's what the rehearsal is about. And then um, also, I wasn't part of the main. I wasn't really involved in the main rehearsal so i didn't have to go through all that but I'll, I'll talk about that later um so i did the duo and then i played in a quartet um so it's two piano four people total so two people uh, on each piano and so at the time we were all also local so we practiced in portland and then we only have one rehearsal um the day before the show and the day of the show we have um a rehearsal on stage like in the hall. So we really only had two rehearsals as an entire group for this show to run. So we practiced the quartet the night before, and then we also played um, the day of um, the rehearsal before the night show. Um, again, everything's local, so there's not that much, um, no, nothing surprising. The, the part that I did want to talk about is when I did eventually become one of the 10 pianists. And so like Seattle 10 Grands, there's 10 grand pianos on stage and each pianist is assigned each of the 10 pianists is assigned to a piano. And so it's a concert consists of each person has a solo. Um, but you can, we also have several pieces where we're all 10 pianists are playing at the same time, which is really cool um, as an audience to see. And then there's like duos and quartets. So for the all 10, because not all of us are local, we only had two rehearsals the night before and the day of, um, so a lot of it was just making sure that the folks who had the melody parts, they were, um, able to be broadcasted or like everyone who didn't have the melody tried to be a little bit quieter in the melody, just make sure the melody rings out, um, iron out any, um, kinks to the, any errors, like making sure that people are in sync. And then the day of also do a sound check, make sure that, the melody rings out and so we only had two rehearsals but they just had to be efficient and 
um, anything that's small, we just edit that on the fly. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about um, group songs and uh, I mean, 10 grand pianos playing like at the same time. That's something you don't, you know, you hear orchestras and you hear, you know, I don't know, operas and stuff, but 10 grand pianos playing at the same time. That's some like, that's a pretty unique uh, sound. Um, right now, let me insert a clip of the 10 grams, like all 10 pianos playing at the same time. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. So that's like what 10 pianos sounds like on stage, which is uh, really cool. But so you said you joined as a solo artist. So tell me how that was like, like performing just by yourself in front of all 2000 people. Yeah. So one of the cool things, um, you know, everyone gets to play as one of the 10 in a all 10s piece, but the first half uh, is typically given for the pianist, the 10 pianist to perform a solo. And so if I was a solo artist, then I would prep um, one piece to play and usually uh, around five minutes or less. And that involved, um, well, let me tell you the, the worst part of the, the, you would think that playing solo is more nerve wracking because I can't be covered by the mistakes like, I can't allow other people to cover my mistakes. Honestly, that wasn't even the worst part. Um, but the most... What was the worst part? Oh, we're getting there. The, the part that I was always most nervous about was the, the little intro speech I had to do beforehand. So what would happen is, um, let's say, a previous um, artist would play... They would bow, everyone's clapping, woo, and then they would sit down and then the lights um, would pan over to me. And then so I would grab the mic off the piano and then I would, I could, I would just sit down, but then I would face the audience and then give a little intro speech. And so usually that involved saying, you know, hello, my name is yada yada, and just a little introduction. And then I'm going to be playing this piece and then maybe give a little intro about this piece and a bit, okay you know, I hope you, you enjoy. And is that part, like every time when I face the audience is just, I'm just sweating. And like, I would have to, yeah. I would, and I, it was the thing that I like, didn't even want, I wasn't super excited about doing either. So I'd procrastinate a little bit sometimes on the drive up from Portland, Seattle. I, I wasn't even sure oh, what I remember. to talk about. And so I would be doing this with our mom and me. Uh, 
my mom would be like, so do you know what you're going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. And then we're like an hour into uh, the car ride. And she's like, okay, think about it. And then an hour in and you're like, okay, do we have any ideas? And I'm like, I'm at the same, same space as it was an hour ago. And we stayed at this hotel um, that 10 grand's booked us through. And even the, the night before the day of, I would still be finalizing my speech and the speech, like, to be honest, is not even that, it's not even that long, but just the fact that I'm, you know, in middle school, even like early high school and I had to speak in front of a bunch of folks. is just, just not my forte. Um, and it's just that also, yeah, it's not just the speech. It's just also the delivery. And like, that's something like, I don't know. We were always like working. I mean, I always remember just like the day before and night before we'd always just like be practicing your delivery. I'd just be like watching like TV, like sports <laughs> or something. And then you guys are just like, Oh, I need to be better. And you're like, it is better. I don't know. <laughs> or like, sometimes there's like, we intentionally want to put a little bit of humor in it or like, it'd be nice if I'm talking and then like the crowd, like laughs a little bit or like, and then I'm, I like I'll do it and I my delivery is not that great and then it would be so awkward that it's supposed to be funny and then no one laughs just like just like stuff like that and yeah just like memorize like no us no buts but to be honest like some of that kind of makes it a little bit more natural sometimes I if I rewatch some of the tapes it sounds a little bit more robotic than I'd like but as soon as I finished and said like hope you enjoy or something. And like, I put the mic back on the piano. I'm like, Oh my God, the hardest part was over. And then the real show comes on. Yeah. And then I do my, most of my talking with my fingers. So forget about Here whatever I just said. Like if you didn't hear any of it, just, just listen <laughs> for the next five minutes. So what kind of like, I don't know, kind of pieces or did you like play? Cause um, one thing that's unique about 10 grand is there's a lot of different styles. Um, each artist almost has like their own unique style um, that they bring and so just talk a little bit about that and also like what you played at some of the concerts yeah my focus was on the classical side um, I have a classical upbringing and I'm one of the the folks in the show who um, I would say I was I could play fast songs that was something that I had um, a very quick twitch speed if that makes sense um so i was that was kind of my role in the show um some other people they they play better jazz than me they can improvise on the fly but i'm a good classical pianist who can play really fast and that's just like all the glitz and the glamour that's what people came to see so that was some that was something that i enjoyed uh doing um let's see some of the pieces i played um i played fly the bumblebee um i played some songs by I Rachmaninoff. Um, I think it was like Prelude in C sharp. Yeah, C sharp. C sharp. C sharp. C sharp. <laughs> that was the first solo that I did. It was the Prelude in C sharp. I played um, a Chopin's Heroic Polonaise. I played Liszt La Campanella. That's probably the most famous uh, f- piece that I've had. Uh, <laughs> famous piece i played so most of the songs i don't think i played any beethoven so i think all my my music was in the romantic um uh, era romantic century so i think like 80 percent romantic and then some 20th century yeah let's take a little bit a little bit, another break and we'll listen to some of uh jj's la campanella 
Wow. Test, test. Breathtaking. <laughs> Wait, you got to do that again because I said test, test. <laughs> wow. Breathtaking. Thank you for that performance, JJ. Well, give it up. <laughs> all right. So we've talked a little bit about 10 grands, like all 10 pianos playing on stage. We've heard a piece and then we talked about, you know, your solo and, you know, your trouble with uh, introducing your piece. And then we also listened to you play uh, Campanella, which you did a very great job. Um, but I think the bigger thing about 10 grands is kind of like the purpose. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what's the purpose of 10 grand and the snowman foundation? Yeah. So Michael Allen Harrison, who's the the person who runs 10 grands as well as I think he's the president of snowman foundation, snowman foundation. Um, so the mission of snowman foundation is to, um, give music education to, everyone in the world and so by raising money through 10 grands and donations um the snowman foundation wants to put a piano in as many schools as possible uh, elementary middle high and provide piano lessons um to folks who are in the underserving community so that people who might not be able to afford piano lessons but they want to play piano um they still can and so i did play i got the experience um through my own eyes um this getting put to work in actually the international district in seattle there was a school i can't remember what it was um it's a little bit uh, a north let's see no east of international district and i think i was at uw at the time maybe um as an underclassman and the folks at snowman foundation they asked if i wanted to come play piano at one of the schools where um, the piano in the music room was actually donated by 10 grands. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And so we went there and it was, it was really cool to see a bunch of kids who, um, you know, really amazed at the piano and, but none of them were like really playing on it. And then they saw me come in and they just wanted to see me play something little bit little. And what I, so what we did that day was, I, they had a little Q and a session for me. And so I answered similar questions to uh, what you're talking about, Gabe, and more, more after that. And then I played a little short recital. So I played a couple of songs for them and I, you know, they really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed that. They were happy to listen to me play. And it was really just me that day, just playing some piano, but it might've been much more uh, for them on, on their side. Yeah that that's awesome and you know me and you were so uh you know blessed to have you know a piano and have like our families able to you know fund like our piano lessons and learn um so it's really cool that you know through this concert and through that kind of mini concert that you gave for them you're able to yeah you know give back um that's just something that's uh you know, super cool. Um, so you talked about the Snowman Foundation, and this sounds like a great thing that everyone should be involved with. Um, how can people help? Like, how can people, ordinary people, just help this organization? Yeah, so Snowman Foundation, now uh, renamed to Play It Forward, you can go visit pifmusic.org. And on that website, you can either donate to the foundation or volunteer. And then if there's, I think one 
area that says what how you can get involved and so there's three ways you can be a sponsor donate an instrument or make a donation and all of this um you know is for a good cause and play it forward yeah that's great i'll uh link that website in the uh description so viewers if you want to just click on the link it will be in the description of the podcast so for all the like performers out there or any aspiring pianists how can they you know get involved and maybe perform or be recruited to play in 10 grands yeah that's a good question i don't have a general answer but just speaking from my experience i um you know studied with a piano teacher who knew um, michael howden and then i got um you know my piano teacher thought that i would be uh, able to be successful so I think the best way is kind of to either connect with someone who might know Michael and Harrison or just reach out to him directly, especially if you're an aspiring pianist, you have a lot of um, good intentions, you want to be more active in the Play It Forward program, which is the previously known Snowman Foundation. And then so maybe he'll um, give you a shot. And then if there's, if you're younger, um, like if you're younger than 18 there's always a young artist competition so um, folks who want to young artists they they want to feature young talent in the seattle area so look out for that competition when it comes by great all right jj i think all the viewers are hooked they want to see you and all the other nine pianists play where can they get tickets and when does this concert happen yeah, so go to 10 Grand Seattle. Um, I think the the spelling, you'll probably link this in the description below too, but 10grandseattle.com and you can get tickets either on that website, which will take you to the Seattle Symphony website. So it will, but 10grandseattle.com, great website regardless. It will reroute you to Seattle Symphony. And then if you want to go in person, you can go to the box office at the base of Ben Royal Hall. So Two ways, and then also the concert takes place around the Mayish time frame. So, get your tickets yes. early. I can't wait. I'm gonna be in the front row, and you get the let's go. <laughs> With that, we're gonna end it. JJ, thanks for coming on and talking about you know a little bit about your piano experience, ten grants, and the Snowman Foundation. Uh, you know we appreciate it. Everyone, all the viewers, time to glow. All the listeners, yeah. Thanks, listeners. Gabe, for bringing Especially. me onto the podcast. It was it was fun to relive, talk a little bit about piano. Glory years, days, so. glory days of piano. Yeah, past my prime, I've retired. Past, past your <laughs> yeah, we might need to bring you back on, talk a little bit more about like U Dub, because you know this we're all about U Dub and Seattle. So I'm still yeah. in the area, so let me know. Yep. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you all uh, for listening. Hope you guys all have a great uh, rest of the day and I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace. See you.